Welcome to the Fox River Podcast. Our mission is a heart for people and a message of Jesus. We hope you are encouraged in your faith through this message. Thanks for listening. Good morning, Fox River. How you doing? Man, it's good to be here. What's up, Muskego? What's up, online? It's good to be one big happy family today. Oh, man. New series today. God is gonna use it, I'm so excited for that. Hey, you ever been in a situation where you knew like, man, I gotta go, but you couldn't see the way forward? You ever been in something like that? Listen, we, we as a family, my, my wife and I and our, our kids, we used to go every year. Um, we just stopped in recent years because kids are a little older, but, but um, we used to go every year. We used to drive up to Wisconsin Dells in January um, just to hang out at one of the water parks for a night or two and uh, indoor water parks. And <laughs> so we would have fun and make good memories together. And I remember one year in particular, we were driving up and there was a blizzard that Friday night while we're driving. And um, I, I, I just remember two things in particular from that year we drove, or from that Friday night. And here, here's what those two things were. I'm just never gonna be able to forget this. Uh, the first one was we're, we're driving and we, we had kind of just left Waukesha. We were actually, I think, in like, Pewaukee area, we're driving, and all of a sudden the car in front of us loses control and slams into the, the median on the expressway, like the cement barrier, and, and it wasn't terrible, like no one was injured or anything, but, but, uh, but wow, I was like, oh, an accident, that's crazy, this is bad, I wonder if this is dangerous or unsafe, you know, and, and so anyways, I kept driving, and, and the other thing I remember is, is man, as we got deeper, because we were driving at night, as we got deeper into the night, you know, um, uh, couldn't see the road, <laughs> that was the other thing. Man, because the blizzard was just so intense. The only way we could see the way forward is by finding and following the taillights of a semi in front of us. That's how crazy that weather was, all right? Those taillights not only saved my life and the lives of my family members that night, but those taillights served as a beacon of light for us. They lit the way forward. All right, and, that, and that's what a beacon is. A beacon, in, in a kind of formal definition sense, a, a beacon is something that illuminates or inspires. All right, something that signals or, or guides. It's, 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 it's just helping light the way, like a lighthouse. If you're in a ship at night and, and you're sailing and, and, um, and, and you see this lighthouse, it's saying, hey, land is here. You're gonna be all right. You're almost to your destination. Or watch out, there's rocks here, something like that. If you're driving in a blizzard on Friday night to Wisconsin Dells in the middle of nowhere, you know, it's taillights in that situation that are lighting the way for you there. Listen, we all need beacons. That's what life is like sometimes. It's dark. It's difficult to see, all right? As humans, we all need beacons of light, and not just in a physical sense, but in a spiritual sense too, all right? If Jesus and the Holy Spirit are the best beacons for us. They, they lead us, they guide us, they show us the way forward. God's word even is, is a beacon that God gives to us. Psalm 119, verse 105, which happens to be on the back of this awesome sweatshirt. This is so cool. Anyways, I love this thing. I wear it all the time, but I wash it too, so don't worry about that. Okay, but Psalm 119, verse 105 says this, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. So God provides Jesus, the Holy Spirit, his word, but God also provides people. He places people in our path to light the way forward for us too. Now when I think back on my life, I remember David, all right, as I, as I was a, a, a 
an adolescent. I remember um, other people in my life, like Todd, who was super influential in my life. Pastor Guy, who I've known for over 20 years, is just, I mean, God has used him to light the way for me over and over and over again. And these, these people are, are, are ones that were willing to have tough conversations with me. Okay, there were, there were people that came alongside me when I started drifting. You know how it is, you kind of drift off track, even though you, you know Jesus maybe for a while and you know better, but you just kind of drift. They were willing to come and just, hey, get back on track. This is the way you need to go, right? So, so there, were, there were dear friends along the way at different periods in my life, and uh, I just thank God for those men that he placed in my path. Everyone needs a beacon, the people around us, in our community, in our neighborhoods, and in our homes even, they need someone to light the way forward. Now, now, if only there were somebody to actually do that, to light the way for them, to show them the way forward, to show what Jesus is like in their life, and to tell them, hey, come this way, all right? To share the message of Jesus, that Jesus died for your sins. Three days later, he rose for your life because Jesus isn't dead anymore. He's alive. And if you believe and trust in him, you can live forever too. Someone to, to tell them this good news about Jesus, that there's hope, forgiveness, belonging, and joy with Jesus. Somebody to dispel the darkness as only light can do. You didn't know that, right? Like Light is the only thing that can push or dispel the darkness away. It's the only thing. Is it possible that God might see somebody who needs help and actually send someone their way? Is that possible? And the answer is a resounding yes. Now, here's the kicker. God has already done that. The beacon that he has sent to light the way for others, that beacon is you. Every believer is a beacon. Can we say it together? Every believer is a beacon. God chose us to be beacons of light in this world and for this world. In fact, believers are the only beacons there are, spiritually speaking. And if we don't light the way for others, no one will. May God use this teaching series that we are beginning this weekend at Fox River. May he use it to help light the way for those around us, once again, in our communities, in our neighborhoods, and even in our homes. But may he also use it to help us who believe to continue to become more of who we already are, lights for Jesus, and even more so, beacons of light for those around us. So let's get into it. But before we do, Let's pray first, okay, here we go. Dear Jesus, we thank you for today. It is a gift, and we just, as a church, we just say thank you. God, please use these precious minutes, Lord, that you've given us out of your bounty of grace, God. Use these precious minutes, Lord, that we might hear from you, that we might understand what you're trying to tell us, Lord, and that somehow, some way, we might respond to your good news, to your good message of good grace from our good God. And God, that you would be glorified in your church, Lord, and in the hearts of everyone therein. Above all of that, Lord, we pray this most of all, that the name of Jesus would be glorified as well. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 
All right, hey, let's turn to Matthew chapter five. All right, you can go ahead and turn there in your physical Bible like I am right here, Matthew chapter five, or your digital Bible or device of choice. Many of us have the Bible app on our phones. Verse of the day was kind of cool today, right? We're gonna get into that. That's, that's pretty awesome stuff. But anyways, hey, turn to Matthew chapter five. As we get into Matthew chapter five, here's just a couple things, just quick things that we can appreciate as a church together. Um, this is the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus' most powerful and most famous sermon. And all throughout Matthew chapter five, six, and seven, we're just gonna take a little peek at five, but but those three three chapters, he's teaching believers, disciples, those who follow him, he's teaching them how to be beacons, which fits really, really nice with what we're talking about this weekend. So let's get into it. Matthew chapter five, we're gonna start in verse number 14. Here we go. You are the light of the world, Jesus is telling his disciples. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden, all right? And and by the way, in the background, this is like, you know, Jerusalem, which if you've been there, you know this, but maybe you haven't been there, like most of us haven't been there, but but Jerusalem is actually a city or a town on the top of Mount Zion, a, a big old hill or small mountain, so it's very relevant stuff Jesus is saying. Anyways. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden, verse 15. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Hey, can we take a a closer look at verse 14 and just appreciate verse 14? In fact, let's say verse 14 together. Ready? Uh, This is the beginning part. You are the light of the world. One more time. You are the light of the world. Oh, man, that's good. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, you are the light of the world. Oh, this would be fun. Yeah. Yeah, all right, that's good. Now this is shocking. This is absolutely shocking because we know this. Jesus is the light of the world. But here we see and hear Jesus telling others that they are the light of the world. Meaning this, he and we are meant to be light together. Students, here's how it plays out in your world maybe, all right? You're walking through your hallway, or maybe at your college campus, okay? You're you're walking, and you see someone kind of going about with their head down. You can tell they're kind of in a funk, all right, or kind of just having a bad day. Maybe lighting the way. I know it's subtle, okay? Sometimes that's what lighting the way is, by the way. It's very subtle. But you see someone like that. You can smile at them. You can say hi, all right? You you can, if if you know them a little bit, because this would be awkward if they're a stranger, but if you know them a little bit, you could just hug them, you know? Or, or if that's, if that's, you know, like just fist bump, like, hey, nucks, bruh, okay, just like that, okay. Or, or maybe even walk with them a little bit, like, how you, how you doing, you know, and, and just spend that. As you care for that person in, in whatever variant you choose, okay, but as you care for that person, here's what it's communicating, that Jesus cares for that person, and that's a really significant way to light the way for somebody too. Maybe you're at work where we're, Being less than honest is commonplace, okay? A lot of us have workplaces kind of like that. You can light the way by being a beacon of light in that situation, a beacon of light of truth. 
and honesty. All right, be a beacon for your coworkers so they can see the right way and maybe even choose to walk in it. Or maybe, maybe next weekend, you're gonna be at one of those big game Super Bowl parties, okay? You know, a lot of fun, hanging out with friends, eating some good food and those appetizers with the, the thing, the bacon, oh man, it's so chestnut, water chestnut. Anyways, I love those things. Okay, so maybe you're at one of those parties where, where the alcohols are flowing, all right? All right, and alcohol is not the enemy, it's just having too much of it. Just wanna put that little bit in there. But alcohols are flowing. And, 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 and the language is full of color, you could say. All right, yeah. yeah it's like, man, yeah, that, that does sound like those big game Super Bowl parties that I, I've been at in the past. Listen, God has made you to be a light in that situation as a believer in Jesus Christ. All right? That's an opportunity for us to shine as beacons of light and show that God is the one that gives us joy, not alcohol. And again, alcohol is not the enemy. It's just too much, right? This is an opportunity for you and I to shine as beacons of light for Jesus and show that God has made a beautiful change in our lives, that God changes things when it comes to what we say and how we say it, all right? We can talk different than maybe some other people that we're sharing that company, good company with, by the way, because God changes things. Listen, light changes things for the better, amen? Absolutely, these are opportunities to, to show that. Light does change things for the better. That is why way back in the beginning, like Genesis chapter one, you know, like, like God made light. And then he said it was good. That's why God sent Jesus, because the world was a really dark place without him. And that's why God adopted us to be children of light. Those of us who believe in Jesus, and trust him to save. He made us children of light because, you know what? The world we live in is, is kind of dark too, if we're honest. Think about how dark, I mean, just, just stay on that for a second. Think about how dark your world was before you received Jesus. Now, I know not all of us have received Jesus yet. We're gonna have an opportunity for those who haven't, an opportunity at the end of service today just to receive him as savior. And I hope those of us who that applies to that you will make that choice, the choice is yours, but, but I digress, all right? Think back to those who are believers right now, how dark was your world before you received Jesus as savior? I bet it was so dark, not speak from experience, it was so dark that you, you didn't even know how dark it was, okay? Now, now you, you know, rewind 25 years, you say, Bill, are, are, you know, is your life dark? And I'll say, well, I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, it's, it's, it's like maybe a little dark, I guess, you know, like I'm going through a rough patch. Um, things aren't going perfect, you know, um, but, but it's, you know, I'll figure it out. I don't know what to do right now, but I'm, I'm sure it'll work out fine, you know, like, like I, I didn't understand how dark things were until somebody told me. See, I didn't understand the problem in my life, I didn't understand the real darkness or the real lack of light had everything to do with this, the lack of Jesus that I was experiencing. Do all the people in our lives, do they know how dark things are apart from Christ? This is worse than being outside on a dark night where you can kinda see things, you know? Like if I had a flashlight, it would be better, you know? But like, I just can't quite see. It's way worse than that. All right, this is, this is worse than that. The difference between light and dark is the difference between life 
and death. Check this out, Colossians chapter one, verse 13. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. And then check this out, this is Acts chapter 26, verse 18. And, and why has he done this? God is speaking to, to, to Paul in this situation when Paul became a Christian. And he's like, hey, I'm sending you to open their eyes, those who don't believe, to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light. It's a really big deal. From the power of Satan, that's what darkness is, the power of Satan to God, which is light. That's the difference. So that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. That's the difference between darkness and light. In the dark, ships crash, they wreck. In the dark, cars crash and wreck. In the dark, marriages end. In the dark, people unknowingly, because it's dark, they can't see what's happening. They march willingly straight into an eternity in hell. God has made you and I as believers to be light in this world and he's calling us to be beacons. You are the light of the world. Jesus was right. You're the light of the world in your community, in your neighborhood, and even in your home. Now, how is the spiritual light in your home today? Let's just camp out there for a second. All right, pretend. All right, use your imagination. This is you, all right? You are a light. And pretend this is, we're speaking in metaphor, this is figurative, all right? I'm not saying imagine yourself as a table or a lamb, right? I'm not saying it, but just like, go with me. All right, so imagine this is your kitchen, kitchen table, and you are a light or a lamp. Here's what lighting the way at home during a meal could look like. God, thank you for this food. God, please bless it to our bodies. Amen. That's, it's that simple. It's that short. You could even cut that in half. God, thank you for this food. Amen. <laughs> you can even do that. That's how simple lighting the way is. Now, pretend this is not the kitchen table. Pretend this is like maybe an end table in your living room or something like that. The living room where you spend time as a family, where you spend time maybe playing games, having good conversations, having fun together, opening presents on Christmas morning. Now what if your living room, you're a lamp and a light in your living room, what if in that place, it was a place where you read and discussed the verse of the day or scripture? What if it was a place where you sought, as a family, you sought the face of God in prayer together, all right? What if this was a place in your living room where confessions and apologies were made, and forgiveness and love was given. That'd be awesome. Those are examples of how we can light the way at home in our living room. And what if you are a light, and this is a small table in your bedroom? You know, the bedroom, where the place of peace and rest, the place you're like, man, I can't wait to get to bed tonight. Not just to sleep, but, but man, I just wanna, I just wanna like kind of get away and, and just, have just a few minutes of downtime. You ever have a day like that? Okay, like, like man, I just, but the bedroom is also a place that no one else can see what's going on, right? What if, as a light for Jesus, in your bedroom, what if God saw everything that was going on 
and he was pleased. Wouldn't that be great? You are the light of the world. Everywhere you are and everywhere you go, you are meant, you're designed by God for this, to be a beacon for others. Now watch this. That's weird. <laughs> why, why would you have a light and, and do that? Somebody say, that's not, right. that's not right. I totally agree. That's not right. You shouldn't cover a lamp or cover a light. Like, why even have the light if you're going to cover it? All right? That, this is nuts. Realize this. You're the only one that can do that. You're the only one that can cover your shine. I saw Barb, a friend of mine here at church, more than a friend, she's a sister in Christ, but I saw her at the bank, I go in the bank, and, and she's sitting there, and, you know, I imagine making a deposit or withdrawal or whatever, but she's, she's talking to the bank teller. I walk in, she sees me, and she's like, hey, Pastor Bill, and I get closer, and I hear her talking to the bank teller about Jesus. She's like, oh, well, let me introduce you to my pastor. So I, I come up, I'm like, man, okay, all right, didn't know I was in for this for today, but all right, here we go. And, and, then, she's, and then she just, she keeps going in a really good way, by the way. She keeps going, and she's like, man, you should, she's talking to the bank teller, you should come to my church. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is crazy. It was so awesome to see and hear Barb light the way in the bank that day. But what if she decided, I mean, yeah, I'm with that. I'm clapping for that. Jesus is using her to light the way, and I'm all about that. I know you are too. That's why you started clapping, and I did. You guys are awesome. Okay, teamwork, teamwork. We need each other. It was so awesome to see Barb and to hear Barb light the way in the bank that day. Now, what if Barb, instead of this, which she was doing, what if Barb would have done this? Because she's the only one that can cover her shine. I would have walked in there and been like, help me out. That's not right. But Barb didn't do that. She was shining away. Now, Barb, truth be told, Barb is a little bit more of an extrovert than some people, myself included, okay? Now, now what, what lighting the way for Barb looks and sounds like is, hey, you should come to my church. And everybody in the bank heard it, okay? For, for maybe the next person, like myself, for example, maybe you, Here's what that might look like or sound like. Thank you. Um, God bless you. Or maybe something, nothing over the top, but just a simple question. How can I pray for you today? Just, just something like that. That's how lighting the way sounds too. But understand this. No one and nothing can stop your shine. The only person that can do that is you. Like, nobody can stop you from shining for Jesus. Not even the devil. Not even all of hell's angels can stop you from shining. Only you can cover your shine. You're the only one that can say yes or no to Jesus. Now, what I'm hoping and what I've been praying for for our church here at Fox River, God's church here at Fox River, is this, that we will realize, maybe this is the weekend that it starts in, in just a, a more prominent way, but that we will realize that we are all light. Somebody, somebody say, I'm a light. Ready? That was impressive. That was seriously, it was very impressive. All right, now turn to your neighbor. This is gonna be even more fun. Turn to your neighbor and say, you are a light. You are a light. 
there we go, that's awesome. All right, this is how, listen, when we choose to be a beacon, we're, we're a light, and when we choose to be a beacon, it's like, here's how God reaches our one. Who is your one, by the way? And you might be thrown off a little bit, I get that, like Bill, you just kinda blindsided me, what are you talking about, who's my one? Here's what I mean, who's the person you're praying for? Who's the person that you're working on, you're blessing? Who's the person that you're like, man, I hope they know Jesus and know him more. God, please help that person. Who's your one? This is how God reaches your one. This is how God accomplishes the 2025 vision here at Fox River. How 4,000 people become believers, become beacons of light. Right? This is how 2,000 people, when we say yes to Jesus, we say, yes, I'll be a beacon. This is how 2,000 new believers come to faith. This is how God reaches our one. This is how God fulfills the 2025 vision here at Fox River. And this is also how the North Campus is going to launch successfully come March 31st, Easter 2024. This is a place, North, where people are gonna be saved where families are gonna be changed for the better because of the light of Jesus, because the beacons of light that he's placed there. This is, this is also where people are gonna connect with Jesus for the first time and reconnect with Jesus for maybe the first time in quite a while. This is a place where we're gonna take next steps together as a church, where we're gonna just enjoy the ride as we grow in our faith with one another. I wanna invite you, right? Maybe you have not heard me say this yet. For whatever reason, I wanna invite you to join the North Campus team. It's not a small thing. It's something really special that God is doing there and in Fox River. I wanna invite you to be a part of that. I wanna invite you to come to the launch meeting on Monday night. I wanna invite you to, to join one of our teams there and truly make a difference in that community on that side of town. Let's light the way together on the north side of Waukesha. I want you to be a beacon. Here's where I'm laying. I want you to be a beacon wherever you are and everywhere you go. And more importantly, that's what Jesus wants, okay? Be a beacon. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good works, that they might see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. That they went, when they see you doing good things, they're really just seeing Jesus. And they're being guided to God. Can we, can we bow our heads and close our eyes at this time, please? I bet there's a bunch of us here today, I don't know how many, but a bunch of us here that we're ready to become children of light. Someone's been a beacon for you. Someone has guided you to God. They've prayed for you. They've talked with you. They've shared the message of Jesus with you. And you believe in Jesus. Maybe that's not the issue. You believed in Jesus for a while. I believed in Jesus for 15, 20 years before I received him. That wasn't the problem. The problem was this, I never received him. So if you believe, Jesus, believe in Jesus, and you're ready to receive him today for whatever reason. He's just brought you by his grace to this point today. If that's you, I just wanna ask you, would you raise your hand right now? Like, I'm ready to receive Jesus. Today's the day. Thank you. Any others? Thank you, Lord. If that's you, let's pray this prayer right now. I'm sorry, Lord, for sinning against you. I need your forgiveness, and I need your grace. I believe, Lord Jesus, that you died for my sins. 
And I believe three days later, Lord, you rose for my life. I'm trusting in you alone to save me and to make me new. I receive you, Jesus, right here, right now as Savior. Thank you. Amen. Can we welcome those who received Jesus today? Yeah. That's a big deal. It's a really big deal. And I want to do something a little, a little different right now. All right? That's, I'm going to read from Isaiah chapter 6. This is Isaiah writing. This is about 800 years before Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary. And here's what Isaiah writes. He's having like, it's, it's not a dream, but it's like a dream. It's called a vision. And Isaiah is describing what that vision was. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne. I, I saw a vision and I, and I saw the Lord. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Imagine that. The robe of the king himself filling the entire temple. Verse two, above him, were seraphim, which are special kinds of angels. Each one of those seraphim had six wings. With two of the wings, they covered their faces. With two of the wings, they covered their feet. And with the other two, they were flying. And they were calling to one another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. And at the sound of their voices, the doorposts and the thresholds shook and the temple was filled with smoke. And Isaiah says, woe to me. I'm ruined. I am a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. He's looking around. He's like, I don't belong here. This is perfect. This is holy. This is terrifying and incredible all at the same time. And I'm out of place. And I'm about to die. I'm freaking out. Because he's holy and I'm not. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal, like a hot coal in his hand which he had taken with tongs from the altar. And with it, the angel took the live coal and touched my mouth and said, your guilt is taken away and your sin is atoned for. This is exactly what Jesus does when someone receives him. Jesus takes our guilt away and he says, your sin is atoned for. And at that very moment, we are not who we used to be. We become beacons of light at that point. And then God says to Isaiah, Isaiah says, then I heard a voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And Isaiah says this, here am I, send me. Who? here at Fox River, across all of our campuses, who is willing, like Isaiah, who is willing to say, here am I, Lord, send 
me. Send me to be a beacon in the community, in the neighborhood, in my home, and maybe even as a part of the North Campus that's launching pretty soon. Who is ready to say yes to Jesus? If that's you, I want to ask you, would you raise your hand right now and just keep it up? Because I want to pray a special prayer over each of my brothers and sisters, my fellow Light the Wayers right now. If you're a little shy and you're like, man, I should have raised my hand a second ago. I want to raise it now. Go ahead on second invitation to raise your hand. Lord, here am I. Send me. God, help us to never forget that we are the light of the world. Help us to always remember, Lord Jesus, that we are the light of the world and that we are meant to be beacons of light as we serve you, but as beacons of light for others and all those around us. Bless us, Lord, as we shine, that you might receive the praise and the honor and the glory you are so due as many are guided, Lord, by your grace back to you. Amen. Amen. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends. Visit us online at foxriverchristian.org or check us out in person. Thanks again for listening to the Fox River Podcast.